Hey guys, it's Ananya and welcome back to The Desi Reality. Today I have a very, very special guest with us today. He's a content creator who makes makeup content, comedy content, and relatable content regarding being South Asian, as well as being part of the LGBTQ plus community. Let's welcome Shanks to the podcast. Hi everyone. I'm super excited to be here. Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for coming. I've, I've been so excited all week for this. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to jump right into the questions. So let's just jump right in. The first question I have for you is, how has being from a South Asian descent affected you and your journey with mental health? So for me, I always felt like in our community, like mental health is not talked about. Mm -hmm. So for me, I literally bottled up every single emotion or feeling that I ever had up to a point where I just like reached my breaking point. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, that affected my so being South Asian affected my mental health in that way because I felt like I literally had no outlet to speak about my emotions and how I was feeling in any situation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I I feel like a lot of people would agree with that, and also you know, um, being I guess being like I don't know, are you first gen? Because I'm first gen. Yeah, I am. Okay, yeah. So like being first gen, it's also like I don't want to disappoint my parents, and there's this whole like guilt aspect. Part, yeah yeah so i definitely relate to you on that um but yeah what were you saying also i feel like um because i feel like when our parents like come to a different country like their mindset is all about like survival like i need to get x amount of money to pay the rent or do x y and z like they're not thinking about emotions they're not thinking about feelings and like mental health or something like that so for us it's like this new experience because our parents didn't teach us those things so yeah. it's like hard to navigate as like a south asian person like trying to go through um, either like feeling your emotions or maybe even finding a therapist. Like these are all new things for us. Absolutely. And it's like, it's really interesting that there's resources out there that I don't think a lot of us know about. Like on, on the podcast, uh, Instagram, if you go to re the resources highlight, there's some resources that are there just for South Asian people. There are therapists just for South Asians, you know? And like, there's a lot of really niche things that exist out there that a lot of us don't even realize exist because of how like, unique our experiences as first gens or as having immigrant parents or immigrant grandparents um so so yeah you're definitely right like the the experience we have is so different that it's hard for our parents to you know even understand and make us feel hurt so i definitely agree with you there um moving on to our next question because this is something that obviously is a little bit specific to you but i'm sure it's affected you as well what is your like personal experience as a South Asian who's pursuing a social media presence? Oof. I feel like this is like super hard because as a South Asian person, I feel like my work is constantly being underestimated mm -hmm. or it's being underappreciated. And um, not to like throw any shade or like call people out, but it's just like, I feel like in comparison to like white creators, I have to work super hard just to get a smidge of recognition where they get clout off for just being, I don't want to say basic, but being, I mean, doing the bare minimum, I feel like. Um, like, I can think like a perfect example. Like, I once had this brand reach out to me and offer me $60 just for 10 videos. And then I saw them give $400, yes, for 10 videos. Um, and then they offered $400 to another creator who just so happened to be white um, <sighs> for the same amount of videos, which made no sense to me because that would just be $6 per video, which is like a waste of my time. And it's, it is honestly kind of disrespectful. Yeah. Absolutely. And then not only that, I've also had another experience where um, they sent me, pro a brand sent me products, this is a different brand, they sent me products and they only sent me sample size products 
of what they had. And then they sent out to their white creators, like full size cases of what their products were. And I was just shocked when I tell you at the end of the day, I deleted the video I created for them because I was not having it. Like that was so disrespectful to me. But it's stuff like that where I feel like I am not appreciated. My work is sometimes underestimated. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly from brands, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, like they don't value, I guess, POC creators, South Asian creators. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it's, I feel like it's kind of difficult at times. I mean, first of all, with the whole with the whole situation of brands going out of their way to like discriminate, I think that's disgusting. And that's something that a lot of us don't see behind the scenes, you know? So like as a creator, it's really shocking to hear how underappreciated you are because like as someone who's on the outside, I've personally been following you for a very long time, at least a year, if not longer. And for me, it's always been, you know, you're very talented, but in my head, you're always pretty underrated in comparison to other people who, you know, get clout for just drawing one really cool eyeliner wing. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's, I agree, like even from the perspective of not being a creator, but the fact that brands do that too is something that I feel like we, a lot of us don't talk about. Yeah, exactly. And it's honestly something that surprised me because I would have just assumed that like everyone got the same thing, like the yeah. equal, whether it was equal pay or equal compensation in products, but I guess not. And it was honestly shocking. Like I felt so dis disrespected and I was honestly really, really sad that day when I found out. Yeah. Yeah. I I've mean, learned to like find my peace with it. And, I've, and now I mostly work with South Asian brands. Mm -hmm. So it's great because I feel like they can actually recognize and appreciate my work and what I do in the community. Yeah, for sure. And I was, I was just going to say this, but in my head, I feel like POC creators should be paid more, if anything, because diversity is something that's becoming so valued. And like, that's, that's something that brands should value. And I'm surprised that's not the case. Yeah, for sure. And what's also crazy is like, um, sometimes brands will only hit you up mm -hmm. when it's convenient for them, like for AAPI month. Sometimes brands will only hit me up just for that one month. And then the 11 other months of the year, nothing, dead silence. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I, or like, I mean, I've seen that with, with so many different, I've heard that from different creators too, that have came on, like just during pride month or just during, you know, like mental health awareness month. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's all gone. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, I had posted a episode on the 30th actually. Um, basically though, the consensus of that episode was just to say that like pride month is more than just June. And I'm supposing this on the last day to say that you don't just take down your rainbows that you put up for corporations now and just pretend like nothing ever existed. You know, it's like, it's really important to actually continue to support, support different creators, diversity and all of that as brands. And like, I think the first way to do that is actually reach out to people who represent diverse backgrounds. So I'm sorry you've gone through that. But at the same time, those brands don't deserve the attention that they get if that's what they do. So... So moving on to the next question that we have, this is something I've always wondered as someone who's been kind of, you know, a fan, obviously, of your work. What sparked your passion for content creation and for makeup and all of those things that you do? So originally, my, I was really motivated by the fact that I was just a sad teenager that literally had no friends. I never really felt like I fit into a community. And so... I was really motivated by the fact that like I really wanted to create a space 
for anyone that really felt like an outcast, whether you were gay or South Asian or literally anything, I just wanted to create a space where all the outcasts can come together. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of transitioned into um, me wanting to find representation and that being my new passion and me, me wanting to like push forward South Asian culture and South Asian beauty into the beauty industry or the comedy industry or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's like my current motivation for everything I do. That's awesome. So when you were uh, seeking this like representation, what what was your experience with that? I know you talked about brands, but you know, when you were seeking representation, did you did you struggle when you were like on the rise or trying to get your content recognized at all? Yeah, like it goes back to like feeling underestimated because I feel like um, as South Asian creators, like our work is often overlooked. Mm-hmm. Like nobody thinks that like the South Asian person can be like a baddie, like a hot person yeah. or that they can do really good makeup or like they could be comedic, um, sorry, comedic. And when I say comedic, it's like, also not in a way that's stereotypical yeah. because all the ways um, South Asian people were viewed in comedy is you're super nerdy, you're super geeky, you have a thick Indian accent. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I know a lot of people that had that experience in here, in this country, but that's not all of us and it doesn't represent everyone here. And yeah. so that kind of motivated me to push uh, forth, like, I don't want to say a character, but <laughs> like a personality that is just not all of those things like I get more than what you expect of me for sure like a normal first first gen person Mm -hmm. that everyone can relate to for once you know not Ravi from Jesse yeah no and I want you to know that's that's very much appreciated all right so moving on to our next question this is something that's more so about your personal experience in life. So if you want to talk about it in that aspect, you can. If you want to talk about it in social media, you can. But what is your personal experience just being a part of the LGBTQ plus community and also being South Asian? It's weird because sometimes I feel like I never really fit into either community, which is like, it feels like a horrible statement to make. But it's honestly true because I feel like with the LGBT community, I feel like I was kind of like, judged for being gay sometimes mm-hmm. i feel like i don't, i'm sorry judged for being indian sometimes mm-hmm. um like in the lgbt community i'm judged for being indian and then i feel like in the south asian community sometimes i'm just judged for being gay so like i never really fit in and i know that obviously there are people that are accepting in both communities yeah. but there are times where like i don't feel comfortable in like an indian family setting because i know that people are going to judge me for my identity as a gay person yeah. but then i also feel comfortable in let's say a gay club because i'm the only brown person in that space Mm-hmm. So it's hard to deal with and nav- navigate sometimes to like, um, basically like try to develop and form both identities at the same time. And sometimes I feel like I have to pick and choose, which is hard sometimes, yeah. but I'm definitely still in like the process of trying to figure out both identities at the same time. For sure. I, I mean, I can't imagine how it is to balance being a part of two, you know, minority groups that both have their own thoughts on each other. Um, and I would say that, obviously you know like being in social media that probably doesn't help i'm assuming you know yeah no i mean it makes it like a hundred times worse sometimes because mm-hmm. i like i mean like i feel like it's mostly on the gay side where i feel like i get judged mm-hmm. and i think most of my hate comments honestly it's, it's surprising but i feel like most of my hate comments from comes from gay people really and i don't yeah um i don't really understand it like i wish i knew what the reasoning was mm-hmm. uh, but I definitely do feel like a lot of my hate comments come from that community. 
Interesting. I mean, it's it goes both ways. You know, the South Asian community having its own stigma and then also the gay community having its own stigma against South Asian people because of the stereotypes. And uh, honestly, it there's acceptance needs to go both ways, no matter what. That's just the truth. Um, I also wanted to know this question for a very long time because you're obviously very, very good at makeup. Your makeup has been... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, your makeup has been definitely one of the, like, the inspiration factors for my late night 3 a.m. makeup looks. Like, I've definitely been like, I'm going to try this. Um, but yeah, you're genuinely, you're an amazing makeup artist. So I'm just wondering, what what's your story getting into makeup? What inspired you to get into makeup? Girl, first of all, I started with Halloween makeup. I was doing, like, crazy random things. I think, like, the first, like, makeup look that I did mm-hmm. was, um that nun from the conjuring movie like that's thing yeah and then after that i was like okay this is actually kind of fun like i love like the transformation aspect of it and i think it's just cool yeah. and so i started out kind of doing like spooky makeup and just like playing around with it mm-hmm. and then when we got into quarantine during the pandemic i literally had nothing but time so i was just like i might as well order some makeup from amazon and just try new things and so right then and there i just started playing with makeup during quarantine and then it eventually developed into where it is now with me embracing South Asian beauty and South Asian culture, mm-hmm. whether it's like something like a bindi or other like jewelry for South Asian people. Like I love embracing that type of stuff now. Yeah. And so that's where it is now. I love that. I, I love, especially when you have like looks and they're just normal looks, but then you'll add the little nose ring or little bindi or like, you know, I know some people will add, add like chumkas or something. It's just really nice to see that little twist. Um, yeah, for sure. And, like, I think my biggest goal is to normalize those things within, I guess, like, the beauty space. Like, I don't want it to be, like, yes, I'm Indian, but, like, I don't, I'm, that's just, like, one part of my identity, you know? Like, I just don't want it to be. My personality trait. Yeah. I want it to be normalized. I want it to be the norm for me. Yeah. And so do all that. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. And and so, like, when you're doing your makeup, do you get inspiration from, like, other looks? Or, like, where do you get your inspiration from, usually? Ooh, um, well, obviously Pinterest. Okay, I have, well. like, a Pinterest board. <laughs> and then I just, like, I like to, like, combine different aspects of different makeup looks and then just, like, put it all into one thing. Mm-hmm. And then I also like to reference, like, sometimes I like to reference, like, old Bollywood looks, um, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Because <laughs> then I can, like, connect my culture in that way. Yeah. So it's, like, a combination of, like, different references and different things from all over. I love that. I love that. Um, moving on to our next question, this is more about you growing up and that kind of experience. So growing up, I know we talked a little about lack of representation, but how did lack of representation in mainstream industries affect your perception on your identity? Because like, you know, we've been talking about how your identity has been found through makeup now, but how, how did, you know, lack of representation affect you growing up? It was hard to kind of find my identity when I was younger, because I feel like there weren't a lot of South Asian people in the mainstream media mm-hmm. and i feel like in the internet there was only one person back then that i feel like is still relevant today and that was only lily saying yeah. um and even though even though she was still there like it was so hard like that's just one person like it's still hard to like find your identity and i feel like when i started creating content i thought i had to act a certain way i thought i had to speak a certain way i was very like cookie cutter i felt like i had to fit the mold in order for people to like me and for people to accept me and like my content yeah and so obviously now, like, I've gotten out of that mentality, but it affected me in the sense that I didn't know who I was and I didn't know what my voice was in my community or, like, in the internet space in general. 
Yeah, that's that's a you said that very well. I mean, that's I, that's like exactly how I felt too. <laughs> like, per, yeah. <laughs> no, but you're right. Like finding that voice is really hard, and obvi- obviously, you know, obviously I haven't had that similar experience because I'm not really in social media. But I feel like I've had that also just like socially too. You know, you feel like you have to like have a certain kind of humor to be liked and all of that. Sure. So yeah, I think a lot of people would relate to that and. You know, like coming when once you do come out of it, it's really nice because then you get to see more diversity in personalities, and then people start to like you for you even more. So I think it's really cool. I re- I think it's I'm kind of glad we went through that phase of like, do I have to be cookie cutter? Because then once you get out of it, you appreciate yourself a lot more. So yeah, absolutely. Because I was definitely that person that watered down my culture. It was a part where I didn't really like acknowledge my religion, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're like beautiful parts of what makes me mean now yeah and to think that i was ever in that phase is really heartbreaking but i'm glad that i'm like i'm out of it and i'm glad that like a lot of south asian people are out of it too because we all kind of went through that phase where we're like i'm not really feeling this and i don't want to do this because i don't want to be judged by everyone else in my community yeah. but i'm glad that i'm like up to that place where i'm like i don't care now this is what makes me me and i don't care whether you like it or not yeah, I love that. I love that mindset. And I love, I, I think that shows throughout your looks. I know you've done like God looks before too. Very beautiful, like royal, you know, looks like that. And all of that is very appreciated once again. So I love it. <laughs> so moving on to our next question. I know we talked about this a little bit about, you know, discrimination in the social media space with brands, but have you experienced any discrimination coming into the social media space as a result of your identity? Maybe like, around you in your life or by other creators any of that at all by chance i mean i feel like in a general sense like there are mean people whether you're like the most nice person on the internet or you're like a cruel person there are going to be mean comments and they're going to be haters and so obviously i've always like received like either racist or homophobic comments in my thing but i just learned that it's like unfortunately it is part of the job you're going to get hate comments no matter what you do whether you put out like amazing mind-blowing content for people people are still gonna hate on it yeah. uh, and so i just accepted it for what it is like there's literally nothing i can do and that's kind of the mentality like, i just have through life and you know what's really funny like mm-hmm. these people think that they're doing something but in reality they're just like boosting up my engagement by commenting <laughs> on my posts yeah. so like i don't know it's like whatever i really don't care to be honest yeah no, that's like Cardi B said that once and I live by that now. Just like I remember her one time saying that and I was like, you know what, you're right. Um, yeah, like at the end of the day, I feel like no matter what you do, someone's always going to hate on it. So might as well just do what you want. Exactly. And then I remember, um, I think it was Joan Rivers that said, um, whether it's good publicity or bad publicity, people are going to, it helps you at the end of the day. Yeah. So whether you hate on me for whatever reason you choose, you're still helping me. Yeah. So I'm here for it. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> no, that's so good, though. Like, I've talked to so many people who have said that social media has ended up impacting their mental health because they can't, you know, they keep reading hate comments and it's really hard for them to, you know, get over it. But if you go in with that mindset, like, I think if you're able to go in with that mindset, that's a really good place to be at. So I'm glad you're there because you do not deserve any of the hate you get. And I, I just, I cannot believe that there's people that are hating on you and you're like a makeup creator like that's just i know it'll literally be for like the stupidest reasons too like they just like start making up things and i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> well, i know i did that <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's that's ridiculous but yes i'm really glad you have that mindset i think keeping that mindset up in normal life too is always great too so yeah i love it 
So moving on to our last question for today. This is more of a general question, but what advice do you have for any listeners who are struggling to come to terms with their identity or are facing any backlash for when they come out? So this one is kind of like a tricky question because I never really had that coming out coming out experience. Like I feel like everyone in my life, they kind of just found out by mm-hmm. mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really like got the opportunity to tell people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I was doing in that moment when I was in the closet was I was preparing. I was mentally preparing, emotionally preparing, and I was financially preparing. And I think that's like the biggest piece of advice I could honestly give someone. Because like, if you're in a situation where you feel like you could potentially be kicked out of your home or um, or get, what's the word? Like belittled or disrespected or disowned, mm-hmm. the best thing for yourself is mentally prepare yourself. Find a support group of people, whether it's friends or like a community center that mm-hmm. you can go to. Um, that's, that's what I would recommend, to be honest, because honestly, like, you would hope that it would, it would be a good reaction, but honestly, we all don't get that. Yeah. You're, sometimes, I mean, like, there have been people that have been kicked out, there have been people that have been beaten up or whatnot. So I think the best thing you can do for yourself is prepare in any way possible. It sucks. To, it sucks to hear that. Like, it's really sad that we have to be at that place where you have to say, be ready, be prepared. But it's unfortunately the truth. And like, what? we should practically do um and obviously you know emotionally like it's hard too because you may not feel comfortable reaching out to people um but I do want to say that I 100% agree with that and I do have resources once again on the podcast Instagram if anyone needs any help um with any of the you know as you were saying the mental preparation or any of that so yeah but thank you so much for coming on I really really appreciated having this conversation with you and I really appreciate what you do for our community as well so thank you so much it's been an honor oh my god thank you so much that made me emotional um <laughs> I really appreciate being here um and I love talking about certain things like that and I love um pushing forth South Asian culture and South Asian beauty into the space the community the internet space and so thank you for having me here of course anytime and to all the listeners listening in be sure to check out shanks i will put all the social media on the instagram post as well as the description for this podcast and also be sure to eat food drink water and take care of yourself because you deserve it i hope you guys have an amazing day and i am very grateful that you came on so thank you so much again shanks bye guys bye